Uh, episode 89? Yeah. Okay. The Amari Cooper episode. <laughs> Dropping tomorrow. <laughs> that is gold. <laughs> Ooh. I don't know if I like this beer. Oh, great. Sports Meets Beer Podcast, episode 89. Did you just, yeah, 89. That's the one. 89 problems, and beer ain't one. <laughs> Good one. Uh, that voice across the table is the one and only Mr. Brad Barmore. I am Ben Perry. You are tuned into the Sports Meets Beer Podcast beer segment. If you have not checked us out before, thank you for clicking on this episode. If you want to hear more, please go back to our previous episodes. We pretty much break down uh, sports talk and beer segments, throw in some food talk occasionally, and there is the magic recipe of sports meets beer. Please check us out on all of our socials. That's be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of them. Sports meets beer meets like the protein. <laughs> M-E-A-T-S. Uh, magical magic. Uh, that's it. And then also uh, hit us up on our email line. That thing's been like, we just cleared out the inbox, so um, there's not too many messages in there. We're good. We can that's get right. to all of them quickly. That a is a lot of penis enlargement. Sports meets beer at gmail.com. Uh, today we got three beers. We're going to sample. Brad, what say you, my friend? Anything to add before we jump into these beers? Um, hopefully, one of these beers is good enough that we can send them over to the Warriors headquarters and Draymond and KD can sit down and enjoy it together and work out whatever the fuck they've got going on. Because uh, as I said the other night, can't I just have a normal three peat like everybody else? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I got to deal with all this? But I got nothing else really to add. I'm ready to dive into some beer. Let's do it. Sweet. All right. Sorry for that little click there. We're recording in the dungeon at Windsor Castle right now. Yes. <laughs> That's what all those noises are. Exactly. It's kind of creepy and dank in here. Oh, dog man. Dank. It has the smell of a drawbridge. <laughs> it might be the dragon of a dog that you got sent over there. <laughs> it's true. Uh, all right. Well, the three beers in front of us today, the first one we're going to try is from the San Diego-based brewery, Carl Strauss. Uh, they are proud to be independent, which is I, I, makes me kind of it just pisses me off a little bit when everyone kind of beats people over the head with the independent thing. Well, like like Sierra Nevada, right? Still family owned and operated yes. on their bottles. Oh my god, yeah. it's so yeah. funny. Uh, well, this uh, you know, uh, and I'll truth be told, there's a couple beers Carl Strauss does really well, um, and then there's, they make a bunch of other beers. Uh, so, you know. I, I truth be told, it's it's I I, I, I think Carl Strauss is uh, it's kind of like the Gordon Biersch of the San Diego beer scene. They were known for their restaurants before their beer, and now they're making a legitimate push for their beer. But the whole thing was that it was predicated on they were just making restaurant brew pubs, and that was their house beer they made with it. And they had a pretty successful run. I, I haven't been to one in a while, but ultimately, uh, that's the the background of this beer, the story of this beer. So in front of us today is the Isomizer IPA. Uh, what Isomizer. is right? Uh, so isom isomization, isomerization. That is the process in which uh, essentially when you add hops to the wort, when the wort is boiling, and you're adding your bittering hops. Uh, it's the process of extracting the uh, converting the uh, acids in the hop oil into Iso alpha acids. You stand with me there, chemicals. I'm, sta I'm staying with you. Chemistry yeah. right there. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it's basically you're just, you're extracting the out of the lupulin glands 
uh, from the hops, which is that's where all the bitterness comes from. It translates to flavor and bittering in the beer. There we go. Yeah. Uh, beer rolls in at uh, 7%. Is that what this was there? Yeah, 7%. Uh, know, where's 60 the IBU? Where's the can? You put it over. Let me, let me just yeah, grab it real quick so I can. I look at it. So I can look at it. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, as you do that, I'm going to roll through some AATMF stuff. Uh, you know, going through this, it actually is to me. It looks like an attempt at a hazy IPA because it looks unfiltered. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's got a nice, nice coloring to it. I mean, it's blonde, straw-like color, really light-bodied. Um, with the, uh, you know, it's typical off white head. The head retention isn't that great. I'm um, agitating the beer a little bit more, and it's just, it's still taking a lot to get a little bit of CO2 out of this. So um, it's, it's to me, if it looks like a hazy and it has the CO2 <laughs> level of a hazy, it's attempt it's to be a hazy, even though they're not saying hazy on here. I wonder what that, I wonder what that's, uh, if that's calculated. As far as what? Well, like they don't like they are so proud of being independent when so few breweries are like breweries of this size are these days, right? Are they not jumping on the trend of the hazy beer? I don't know. I don't know. Might be overthinking it. As Maybe. I do. Yeah, they uh, you know they definitely don't have a looks like a, they don't have a hazy in their lineup for year round beers. <laughs> we laughed about this already, but I'm I'm looking at the can now and I'm laughing again. Mid size brewing company of the year. Yes, I am. <laughs> that just I it says Great American Beer Festival. They actually they get a lot. They're they're highly awarded at 2016. They get they've over, but all their like their peanut peanut butter porter and some of the other beers they've come up with um, do yeah. get good awards. Um, that but awards don't necessarily translate to asses in the seats, right? And I don't know. I, the, I we've had a few beers on the sh- on this podcast that I've really liked, and uh, there are, I mean there are some that I, I haven't been a huge fan of, but they they make some really great beers. Generally speaking, and the mid sized brewing company of the year makes me laugh. Like I was the Size thirty six waistline of the year last year. Just in case anybody was asking, that's that's it's just like uh, assistant to the regional regional manager. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Dunder> <laughs> uh, yeah, this thing it looks like a hazy. It is quite translucent in terms of color and whatnot. What are we What are we smelling here? Um, you know, it smells like a hazy, dude. It totally smells. Like it's hazy. not like there's no pine in it it's all fruit juice it's all citrus and fruit juice it's guava i get it is just guava some of the beers we've had um you know with a citra hop and a fruit forward beer with it you know you get you get pineapple and you get fruit and you get the grapefruit pith and we've gone over all those those points this is pure guava it's guava juice is what i smell um i mean literally this is a kern's nectar Right, we've used that yeah. descriptor before. Kernsey, I think we should trademark that. Kernsey, real Kernsey. It's <laughs> funny. It's like know, a. I don't know like if a, Nestle would necessarily appreciate that, but hey, what are you gonna do? It's like a nickname. It's like every hockey nickname: Kernsey, Jonesy, Bernsey. <laughs> you should get Fin Factor on the phone, find out if there is a Kernsey. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, sorry to bother you, jobs. <laughs> Can you guys answer this quick question for us? Listen, what? Listen, what are you guys doing? Interviewing uh, Hall of Famers on your podcast oh yeah they did that i know they got uh they oh, got I've, dude, I've, getting to back off coming on for, the show i was like man this is really awesome for them <laughs> what wow i'm so happy dude for, that show was great i know that was great um it's all the things i had envisioned us doing and now they're doing it for, yeah, they're, for us they're having you getting to back off on their show and we had to push christmas decorations off the table to get set up for this one <laughs> 
Uh, uh, Shoot, we were at with our life. Holy moly. Oh, man. Hey, remember that time we had that one? Br- wait. What about the time we talked to that person on the. Wait. Oh. Man, we, we haven't done that in a while. <laughs> I know. Coming up, though. Oh, uh, we, we got to do. We, I got like, We got a solid to end the year. We're ending strong. Yeah. So take that, naysayers. It's right. Haters. I think, I think we were the only ones neighing, really. Right. Just, we're making fun of ourselves. Yeah. Which is so easy to take do. Take that, self deprecators. <laughs> Um, God, you did a really shitty job with that. Just so you know, <laughs> I don't like this beer. This is horrible. I don't know if it's horrible, but I just well, it's, okay. It's, I will give him this. The CO two level is better than what I thought it was going to be with the head. But I tell you, the guava juice I can't get past. It's yeah, guava juice that tastes. It tastes like it's. I feel like this would be like this was the phase one of White Claw. Like they're like, ah, it's too tastes too much like beer. Let's let's make it more like water. <laughs> Still keep the juice flavor, but less beer flavor. Yeah, there's um, there's nothing appealing about this. There's like a, you know what it tastes like? It tastes like uh, like a tiki bar that's had a drink where the ice melted all the way down, and so you've got like this tropical fruit juice. And there is, I mean, what's the ABV? Seven percent. Yeah. So there's not really like an alcohol burn in this. I wouldn't say, but it just it tastes watered down. It there tastes is a little clearly, rummy. It, there's it clearly some lime in it. Right, like there is some residual sugar, like you would get from like a rum, like cane sugar. I just this reminds me of a of a like a, a pina colada that the bar, a first time bartender doesn't know how to make. They're right, just, they're just winging it. I can't find the bartending books. This is what I think it should taste like. Yeah, uh, or to use the same analogy we used when the Cuban was on the show a couple weeks ago, this tastes like the pina colada that I stole off my off the uh, the, bar, bar the bar table at Club Med when I was a kid and was so happy when there wasn't a cigarette in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely needs a pineapple uh, uh, fruit garnish on this thing, uh, and then uh, it's yeah. There's there's a lot of things going on. Um, yeah, it's I'm I'm bleh. I'm not really feeling this one. Sorry, Carl Strauss. I am a fan of your brewery. I do love the peanut butter porter. I think the red trolley is a really nice beer. Um, pass. Yeah, Pasadena. No, I, I pass on all those beers you just said. Oh, really? Yeah. I for me personally. Yeah. I mean, if I got to choose a peanut butter porter, I'm going Belgian Beaver is the best of all of them. Sports Meets Beer podcast is brought to you by Advanced Auto Glass and Detail. Advanced Auto Glass and Detail is committed to providing you with the highest quality premium glass products and a professional installation by certified technicians. They are experienced in every aspect of glass replacement or repair, offering factory replacement or a premium aftermarket upgrade. They even deal with those annoying windshield rock chips that show up out of nowhere. They offer free local mobile service and offer a full warranty on all workmanship for as long as you own your vehicle. And across the street at Advanced Detail, they specialize in cars, trucks, vans, RVs, boats, show cars, trailers, and more. They are a full-service auto detailing shop. Offering exterior wash, polish and wax, interior vacuum, shampoo, trim detail, and even smoke and odor removal. Water spot and scratch removal, paintless dent repair, it's all available at Advanced Auto Glass in detail. Advanced Auto Glass, look for the purple building at 2460 Santa Rosa Avenue. And right across the street is Advanced Auto Detail at 2549 Santa Rosa Avenue. Advanced Auto Glass, 707-526-5700. Advanced Auto Detail, 707-526-2200. Let Advanced Auto Glass in Detail take care of all of your automotive needs. All right, beer number two is another hazy. It's all we can get our fucking hands on right now. Well, you know, that's the, 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 the reality is that it's what's the hot category. 
if you're not doing a hazy, then wasn't it the guys from Barrel Brothers? Wes from Barrel yeah. Brothers said it's financially irresponsible to not be making a hazy. Right. Because they have uh, they have a milkshake, strawberry milkshake IPA coming out called Milk Was a Bad Choice. <laughs> Great name. <laughs> it looks, it's just right out of Anchorman. It's funny. And the, I tasted the beer. It's interesting. It's cool. I mean, they, for what they're trying to accomplish, it's exactly right. Well, I think because that, there's a new, that's the new thing is they're using lactose in the brewing process on these IPAs now. Right, and that's so you know it's going to give it even more of a softer mouthfeel, more creamier uh, t- texture, everything about it. I mean, that to me, it's it's what's going to balance that beer out to make it a little more easy to drink. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think the uh, the hazy category we'll give. So the, the next one we have is from Revision. Uh, if you don't know the backstory, of Revision the the head brewer from Knee Deep Brewing. Uh, parted ways with um, with that company and started his own deal in in Reno, Nevada. Um, it's a really cool brewery, from what I hear. I've never been out there, but I've I've heard really good things. I tried when I was in Reno. I tried to go, and we got sidetracked with lap dances and gambling and other things. Uh, the label is interesting. Uh, this reminds me a lot of the uh, Skettle Sour, yeah, from uh, Barrel Brothers. Yeah, they they got a cease and desist for their Look what was very like similar, a skittle, bag, like yeah. a skittle bag, and you know, taste the rainbow kind of thing. Um, how these guys are not going to get away with with using a Bugs Bunny lookalike on the a stoned drooling Bugs Bunny lookalike. Yes. Um, so this beer also has uh, milk sugar in it. It does. It has lactose, um, and it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> well, going through the AATM, fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah, this be- TMF. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, real quick for just for the listeners, for you guys out there in podcast land, this is uh, this is a hazy beer, so it's very very cloudy. It almost looks like to me, it reminds me very much of Pyramid Hefeweizen. Um, it's, that, it's definitely that same color. Yeah, that same color. That that's that you know, it's not the of, copper. It's much more yellow. Yes, yellow lemonadey mm-hmm. looking like really light and kind of just pale, pale yellow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like the the color of a house that someone paints and goes, I look better on the sample. On the swatch, I didn't expect it to be so dingy looking. Yeah, uh, but this has got decent decent head retention on it. It's it looks fine, but uh, to my co-host and friend across the table there, uh, not in that order. Uh, it's this the beer's horrible. So it's brewed with Citra Mosaic and Galaxy hops, which you get. I appreciated the nose of this beer much more than the Carl Strauss beer. It actually yes. has a little bit of like a, a, a little bit of hop, like hop. a lupin sort of like hop, you know, sort of danky <laughs> and that fucking word that I can't you get away from. But I hate it, but you keep using it. Right. Uh, because there's no real other ways to describe that right. smell, really. Um, there is some of that in here, which g- gives it a balanced nose, much more so than the Carl Strauss one did. That just smelled like guava, guava. from the jump. Um, and then you get into this. And the lactose gives it this like, it's like a, it's like a failed island of Dr. Moreau, like fucking soda float. Like there's like the milkiness. It's like I asked for a milkshake, but someone poured beer over sherbet. Yeah. Because <laughs> it has this creaminess to it that doesn't seem to match up. It's overly creamed, right? Yes. That makes sense. Yes. Um, yeah. I just. Yeah. It, it the. It, the milk sugar makes a mouthfeel that feels out of place here. Yes. Because of the fact that the nose feels right on point for a hazy IPA, like an IPA IPA. The look the look and the aroma were spot on. 
the yeah. flavor is so off. It's the mouthfeel, dude, because when you let it finish that way, there's a little bit of sweetness, but I get a little bit of dry, like a little, like, you know, just like all these hazies are sort of muted in terms of its, you know, in terms of their dryness and their hot profiles and everything else. They're much more fruit forward because of the, you're not filtering out some of the sediment or particulate, I guess. Um, but it just, the, the finish is okay. The start is okay, but the mouthfeel is just out of line. Yeah, I can't. It, it doesn't. It, to me, it starts with the taste, and and it get, it starts going off course there. And then like the mouthfeel just ruins it, and it completely derails the beer. I can't. I don't even want to finish this. If that's how bad it is. Now I will give revision credit. They have as many hazy style northeast style uh, beers IPAs than any other brewery I've ever seen. Yeah, they probably have more than any other new East Coast brewery. To be perfectly honest, there was like thirty different hazies. So they're dedicated to the hazy program, and I think they make good beers. I don't know how they get away with some of their labels, to be honest, because there was one that said Reno as fuck. And there's no way that the federal taxation or the federal, uh, the BATF will, would let that go by. There's no way. If, if you know, just to put it in perspective, if Lognius can't put the word chronic right. because of the drug reference on a beer, there's no way they can put fuck. And it was right. Bolt, Bolt, Bolton. I mean, obviously it was a short release and it was a can wrap and they just put it out in the trade. Right. But man, they're, they're, I wonder what they're going to They're going to get slapped with fines and all this stuff. They got a cease and desist coming for this Bugs Bunny deal. They have some funny labels, but I'm just curious if they're willing to just pay the fines just to get the publicity or what the deal is. But they're dedicated to the Northeast style IPA. It feels like the cease and desist are part of people's like plan for beer because it helps Absolutely. with notoriety. Well, I, think, I wonder if people are accounting for it as just a cost of doing business. Absolutely. Well, I think the first cease and desist is basically knock it off. I mean, eventually we're going to get one for the music we use on this show. So whatever, I'll be one of the one of the people. But um, you know, going back to this, the brewery, you know, everyone was really you know going crazy over the revision IPA. I personally, you didn't like it. I didn't like it. It was too piney and too bright the first time I've had it, and I haven't had it since. But I'm willing to try it again. But everyone still rave about it. Everyone I know raves about it. Really bright mosaic hop. That beer is great. And we chased it on the show, and you didn't. You didn't yeah, like it. I didn't care for it. That's just fine. It's, it's all me. Yeah, that's how it works. Um, yeah, man, I this I try, I've gone in for multiple sips since. Yeah, and I, I just there I are can. redeeming factors to this beer. There are some like enjoyable parts of this beer, but the mouthfeel just completely it's so, offsets it's it. So it's so imbalanced. You're right, and it's just it all revolves around that milk sugar flavor. That's just that sweetness. It's just so weird. I I should not be able to identify that there is milk sugar in it. Right, like I should not be able to say like, oh, there's that. Right, well, this should about, lend. Think a, about the first time we had left hand. Right. Nitro milk stout. That's got milk sugar in it. But I, you know, we would have known it's a milk stout from the general mouthfeel, but it felt perfectly in place yes. with all of the other characteristics Components. here. Components. Yeah. And so, and, you know, we're going to get the Barrel Brothers guys on here pretty soon. Um, and I think what we'll find with that strawberry milkshake that we were talking about is that it, as much as we may not love the, you know, the structure of it or the flavor profile of it, the structure of it is going to be exactly right. You know, it all fits together. So, I don't know, man. Disappointing. These are two beers that have just been, I don't want to say complete diarrhea, but my stomach's gurgling. Well, it's definitely not making our day better. No. Luckily, I have this delicious something easy ale, something easy ale from Lagunitas to rinse my mouth out. Well, this beer looks different than what we were just drinking. It's a hazy stout. It's a hazy stout. So if you tuned, tuned in to episode 87... Um, we tasted the 2017 Bourbon County Stout from Goose Island. We kind of referenced, or we kind of talked about the history of them, but generally, you know, just to 
recall that a little bit. They're the godfather of barrel-aged beers in the United States. Um, Goose Island. Goose Island. Yes. Agreed. Generally speaking, you know, they have some Belgian things that are really nice. Their Pepe Nero is really good. Um, the uh, Matilda is pretty popular. You see that in four packs and, uh, you know, on the grocery store shelves and whatnot. Um, the Sophia, uh, the Sophie is nice, but they're generally Belgian. This is a stout aged in, I think it's Heaven Hill bourbon barrels. But they've been doing, you know, the brewery's been around since 1992. Anyway, we kind of talked about, you know, with these beers, this high alcohol content and all the things that are going on in the glass here, you can lay these down and cellar these for up to five years. The bottle says that, you know, just, you know, the industry kind of says, yeah, you're going to gain some complexity. So we tasted a one-year-old one um, last week when we did episode 86. Yep. We're going to get some of this year's, the 2018. We'll sample that as well just so we can taste it you know, fresh out of the case. Um, but this one is from Ben Seller and this is from 2013. So this is the fifth year. Yes. I thought it was, a, I thought it was a 2016. Right. So this Which will be. Which makes me realize that I drank a 2016 instead of the 2013. Right. But this is cool because this will kind of tell us like, hey, this is the difference over the course of the five years. Presumably the recipe is the same. The aging process is the same. They're doing a lot of things. Sorry. No, you're good. Coming you're fine. Hot. You're fine. Um, they're doing a lot of the things the same from a recipe standpoint. You know, they're probably not using the same barrels. And if they are, the complexity of the barrels is changing over time. That's part of the art of making whiskey. So, you know, presumably it's 80% the same beer, but we're going to ch- see what happens to it over the course of the five years because this is the fifth year. Right. So if you remember. Fifth year option. So if you recall from last week, you know, we did the 2017. Ben referenced that there was some kitty litter and ammonia in it. I did not pick up a ton of that. It was much more of like sort of a like toasted sugar cookie, a lot of that kind of stuff. There was some, you know, sort of, I don't want to say disagreement because that made it sound like there was conflict. But we got, we got different noses on it. And as it warmed up, it got much, much better to us. And the one thing that we both sort of acknowledged was that it was hot. A one year, it was still at one year old. It was still coming across super hot. Yes. At 14.1%, I think it was. This is 14.9. So this is even a little bit higher. So uh, Ben's already been in for a nose. I'm going well, in right I, now. I, I, I did a nose, not a sip. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I haven't stopped flapping my gums. So I'm going in for a, a nose right now. Yeah. The, so this has literally been in my fridge uh, the entire time. Uh, it was out for a two-week period while we were out of power during the 2017 mm-hmm. fires here. Other than that, it's been under into, under cold the entire time. Uh, this, you know, the same opaque black. Um, it's as stout as what you expect, right? Mm-hmm. Um, still have that same crema, uh, cappuccino, mocha style um, head on this thing. It's just very subtle, very low carbonation. It's exactly, again, all the things that you expect from a stout. Going in. The uh, there's no hotness. It is I literally can't stop breathing it in. It's the, <laughs> dude, it, it smells. It smells decadent. It smells it's amazing. Really chocolatey, like a little bit of baker's chocolate, a little bit of dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you also get a little bit of that bourbon hint. This is awesome. I this Cuban would love it. Would have loved this. Too bad he's not worth bringing the, this out for him. <laughs> I can say that because he doesn't listen to the show. Right. Oh man, the viscosity in this thing is. Super thick. God, it is. It is. It's like drinking oil in a good way. I'm not saying that bad way. It's it's, it's velvety. Yes, just nice and rich. Holy. In, in a good way. It's like a. It's like Ovaltine, like a really or like Bosco, in a good way. And you know what? The like I've really only breathed this in. I've had one small little sip. Yeah. I've only really breathed this in. If you take a huge whiff of this and then just sort of exhale 
away from the glass, there is a very small alcohol burn in your nose. That makes you know subtle. super subtle. It, in my opinion, it's it's nice because it reminds me that this is fourteen point nine. I want some of the booze in it. Oh right? yeah, I want there to be some booziness to it. That's kind of why I'm drinking it. So you know, it's not out of place, right? Like it's, some of the beers we've had today. This is easily the best five year beer I've ever had. All right, I'm going in for a sip. So with that sip, you know, you get it's really thick. Like I said, everything carries over the 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 aroma to the flavor is very has great continuity. Um, It is. Yes. Stand up and clap. Good job. Goose Island. Um, This thing is amazing. Um, The nice I you know, it's crazy. So after the sip, right, let it roll over my palate. And then after after I'm done drinking and I exhale, I get just a little hint of vanilla. Yep. Out of it. I totally get that. Um, this has this has like really oh, lightly roasted coffee in it and really rich, decadent dark chocolate. It's bittersweet, some bittersweet chocolate. Uh, there is a little bit of the dried fruit. I expected a little bit more, but I guess that just kind of mellows over time. The fig and the date and yeah. that kind of stuff. I don't get a ton of that. It, this really is me, a chocolate. A, this is a dessert bomb. Is that's this in is. the third row seating of the SUV. That that the that dark fruit flavor is so far back. It's so mellow and just so subtle. I mean, in your experience, is that something that? I mean, not that we've because we, we haven't done a lot of this sort of you know um, chronological beer tasting, as it were. Right. I don't know if there's a better term for that. Is that something that happens? Do you lose some of the fruit as time goes on, and it just becomes yeah, every, much more of a sugar thing? Or what? Every, well, it's not so much a sugar thing as you're just, you're getting more of the flavors. All the bolder flavors are going to shine come through on this. You know, the 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 whiskey and the barrel aging isn't going to go away. That's only going to get enhanced the longer right. it sits in there. And they just it's it's just like we mentioned, you know, like a good stew or sauce or or anything like that in the fridge. You know, day two and day three are. are very starkly different than day one. Fuck me, man. This is so good. <laughs> it is ridiculously good. Like, oh. this is one of those things where after we're done, we laugh and we play the music and everything else and we're out and there's still a little... I'm going to, like, I'm going to savor the rest of this, this, you know, six-ounce pour. This yeah. thing is this thing is money. It's so good. Just the rich... It's... A, it's yeah, the rich chocolate and the the... You know, the vanilla, just some of the toasted, like, it's not almond, it's like toasted marshmallow from the oak that's still there. Like, and it's just, it's roasty and al- and the alcohol is there in just such a way that it's just, it's not overly sweet. It's dry. It's not cloying. No, like, not there is. I, I, you know, the thing is, I was worried. I know it says five years, but it's like, yeah, that's a, that's a, for aging beard, that's a stretch. And don't, and they probably know that. It's the, you know, the beard, quote, beard nerd community will test the limits of that. But how many people are going to get enough bottles at the, the price of this thing to buy it and just lay it down right. for five years? You know, not a lot of people are doing that. So I think, I think on some level, they're probably, you know, they were, they're probably calling the consumer's bluff, right? You know, and then I don't yeah. think they're doing that maliciously, but I'm just saying like, hey, you, they're saying that you could lay this down for five years, but the average person... The average beer nerd, I should I bet say. You, I bet you the average person is two to three years max. Yeah. You're not I getting would, much more than that. I, the, the 2017 is the only one that I have in my fridge now. And I think we last year, we didn't do it for the show, I don't think. But I but at Thanksgiving and Christmas last year, I think, you know, in 2017, we were drinking 2015s. Yeah. So, and I gave out all... I, I 2015 gave out, was the year that you had the most, the most stuff. And you gave me two or three bottles. 
not even giving me a four pack. Now I think about it. Yeah, because they didn't do the bombers. They were coming in this, these twelve ounce bottles. They didn't do the twenty two ounce bombers. God, I can't get over how how thick, and and it's just it's how thick and the the viscosity is just it's crazy. It's crazy. It's it's. So the question becomes, you think, know, think if you could make, if you could literally take this and make it into a whipped cream. Think about how delicious that would be. You know, is this the only one of these that you have floating around, or do you have more? I think I might have another one. So we all love our families. Are you sharing this with anybody, or are you saving this for after everybody leaves and house is quiet, kids are asleep? Oh, I would. I would I'm not sharing it. <laughs> That's well, how good it is, ladies and gentlemen. If it was a 22, I probably would. My yeah. uh, my cousin's husband really loves craft beer. And so he would be he would totally geek out on this if I yeah. shared it with him. But I'm not gonna. Yeah. Cause the last time I saw them, I got really bad poison oak. And I blame right. them. I blame them. I blame them too. I wanted to go out and go hiking. Well, thanks a lot. Whatever says Mother Nature can't hurt you hasn't gotten poison oak so bad you still have scars from it. You wouldn't say that this beer has a ton of carbonation in it. No. But the carbonation that it does have is like it's effective. It's totally effective. It's totally effective. It's the Greg Maddox of carbonation. It's not throwing 100 miles an hour, but it knows its spots, and it's getting you out. It's great. It's great. <laughs> great analogy. This beer is, I mean, Goose Island, not that you need our approval. And no, but I think, I think a lot of times people don't know this is Goose Island that's part of the problem. Mm. They, they, they think Bourbon County is the brand. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, you know, it's got enough cachet. I mean, this is bourbon to me, the, you know, for barrel aging, bourbon county is the equivalent of what the desire of have Pliny from Russian River. I agree. Because I think outside of, you know, the the, the 1% beer geeks, people think Pliny is the beer the company. Right. Right. Just yeah, like how people think Fat Tire is Fat Tire Brewing. And they think, they think Hetty Topper is Hetty Topper Brewing. Right. It's Alchemist, right? Um I mean, if you really want to get a taste of what it li- what it's like the year it comes out, you don't want to buy a four-pack or whatever. You can check it out, 740 McClellan Drive. We're going to be dropping this in a couple of weeks as soon as it comes into the market, the 2018 version of this. I'm going to give you the the best midsize self-promotion award for that. <laughs> the best midsize self-promotion by a dude in skinny jeans with a 38 waist. Awesome. <laughs> I was going to say, you were wearing the, the legs on those things are tapered down pretty good. And it's not usually my style, but these are a little stretchy. I got to dress up a little. We got a little event tonight. I got to dress it up a little bit. Nice. It's uh, trying to be a little trendier than the average, uh, hey, jeans and T-shirt. So I was in a meeting yesterday with uh, some people that are smarter than me. And the lady goes, well, I, was, I think it's the first time that I've, because I had like, you know, I had jeans and like a pea coat and like a sweater on. Like a, you know, not even like a, like not a Christmas sweater, but like, I don't know. It's like a thermal kind of thing. She goes, this is the first time I've seen you like, you know, kind of dressed up. I'm like. Kara, I'm in jeans and a sneakers and a sweater. I just have a pea coat on. She goes, yeah, but... I go, so basically you're telling me this is the first time I haven't shown up to a meeting dressed like a derelict? Thanks a lot. Nice. I go, I just, I'm not wearing clothes covered in fry grease. <laughs> yeah, it smell like I've been rolling around in liquid smoke. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, those three beers, uh, basically, I think from this point forward, for the rest of 2018, we're going to skip hazies. That category. Yeah, go good away. luck. How hard is it going to be to find beers? 
I don't know, man. We tried a lot of Pilsners. I don't know. <laughs> Something. Yeah, man. It's crazy. I mean, I guess, you know, Sierra Nevada Celebration just came out. That's a good one. Anchor Christmas is out now. I just saw that. You know, so there's some seasonal stuff that we can definitely get into. Well, yeah, we'll probably do. We'll definitely do a Christmas episode. Uh, do some Christmas beers. Uh, and then we'll we'll look to, you know, 2019. We'll, that's that first three months when most new beer comes out. Yeah. And the, on the seasonality calendar for the bigger brands. I think we're going to need to get uh, Pickles Castillo in with some beers from maybe out in the Sacramento area. And also uh, Triglyceride correspondent Kevin Brink just got a new brew house in his garage. Got it all welded together. Everything's looking nice. Spent some money on a new new system. New rig. New rig. So he's got some new beers that are going to be coming out pretty soon. So uh, I don't think we're going to be short beers, that's for sure. No, not at all. We'll just have to, you know, work. We'll stomach through the five, hazies together. We'll just have to work five minutes a week now to find something that's not a fucking hazy. Exactly. <laughs> Ladies all and right. gentlemen, I am Brad Barmore. That is Ben Perry. You've listened to episode 89 of the Sports Meets Beer podcast. Uh, check us out on all the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Untapped. You can email the show, sportsmeetsbeer at gmail.com. That's meats like the protein. M-E-A-T-S, sportsmeetsbeer at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. If you got beer recommendations, any kind of holiday stuff or um, barrel-aged beers that you think we should try, just you know, for comparison's sake as we're closing out the calendar year here, please let us know. But um, We do beer trade. We definitely do beer trade. And uh, based on our experience with beer trade, we pack our beer perfectly. Uh, it's We kind of did this. We kind of talked about this on the podcast you know, back in like the, the episode 30th. Like the 30s, maybe 40s. We talked about, you know, how to properly package beers and do a beer trade. We walked through the science of that, and we are experts at it. So your beer will assuredly show up to you from us in better shape than our beer from you will show up to us. <laughs> I can but, promise huh? you that. What? Just, I promise. I promise. Well, Ben, if I got to drink terrible hazy IPAs, I could think of no one better than you to have to do it with. Yay. Uh... In the meantime, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Check out some new and exciting uh, content coming up. We're going to be talking to some brewers. going to be visiting some sites. going to be grilling on some new grills. New grills, brewers, maybe even a former NFL player coming on the show. Look forward to that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I don't know why I made a donkey noise. <laughs> night, night, everybody. 